bad. So I was going to say that we could just freeze a bunch of water bottles before we record and just come up here and just like hold them between our legs. (laughs) That's a good idea. Um, okay. So this is going to be a fun episode. Uh, we have not outlined this. This is just going to be a total Woo-hoo. free form episode. Um, what are you talking about? We don't outline <laughs> any of our episodes. We, this is all just We're uh, always off the cuff. We're just always raw dogging reality. Just kidding. Um, so like, like I said, I was in Lake Powell a few weeks ago, paddleboarding, uh, by myself for a few days. I wow. was really fun. Um, did you just Tent camp? What'd yeah, you do? I just tent camped. I was down by Hall's Crossing. Okay. Um, and I just tent camped and went out on the water every day. Anyways, but while I was out there on the water, um, it, and while I while I was out there on the water, and when I've discussed Lake Powell with other people, I've kind of discovered that there's that Mormons, the Mormon community, can kind of be sorted into two different categories. And so usually when we're on this store on this show on Briscoe and Firesides, we're talking about the huge circle of belonging that we all belong to. And we don't like to divide it into little, but for the sake of fun and for the sake of this episode, we are going to divide it. (laughs) We're going to divide it into Lake Powell Mormons and Bear Lake Mormons. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. So let me do, we we haven't done the intro. So, um, welcome to Briscoe. Welcome to Briscoe and Fireside's Summer Sessions, the same great podcast about God, the universe and everything but with more of those good summertime vibes. So the topic of discussion today is Lake Powell and Bear Lake. So Abigail, I've already outed myself as a Lake Powell Mormon. And what? you grew up going to Lake Powell? Yeah, so I grew up going to Lake Powell. My dad grew up going to Lake Powell. Okay. So like Lake Powell is just, the, you know, the red sand and like green waters have just been in my blood for generations. Okay. Neither of my parents grew up in Utah. Really? My dad spent a little time here, um, but my mom grew up in Michigan. My dad was kind of uh, randomly on both coasts. So grew up in California, briefly moved to Provo, then moved to Virginia, um, and then eventually moved back to Utah. But um, Lake Powell was not, like, I never went to Lake Powell until I was 18 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to Bear Lake when I was, uh, I think, 15 for the first time. So -hmm. Bear Lake, to me, has, like, a little bit more of a kind of familial relationship, um, definitely has like a little bit more of a deeper tie, especially because we would go there specifically for family reunions. And I went to Lake Powell with friends. My parents had been to Lake Powell and had like not super great experiences. My siblings had all had been and had a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, like I was not, I was not your typical, um, Utah teen, at least at my high school, where it seemed like every summer people were going to Mazatlan for spring break and then uh, to Lake Powell for, um, you know, like summer stuff. We went to different high schools. Yeah. Well, that's very true. Because most, I think, yeah, I'm not sure how many people went to Mazatlan from Well, it was like kind of interesting. I mean, not to get on this tangent, but it was interesting because I think like a a few families owned like a, a timeshare yeah. in the same okay. thing. 
But then there were like all like the drug cartels took over Mazatlan essentially <laughs> by the time we graduated from high school. And that yeah. was like the end of Mazatlan. But I, I'm not kidding from like the point when I moved back from Seattle to my graduation date, every year people would go there for spring break, Wild. like Mazatlan, Mexico. And Mazatlan. I was like, okay, Wild. here we go. That's crazy. Mazatlan. Okay. So then you would you identify as a Bear Lake Mormon or a Utah Lake or a, no one identifies as a Utah Lake Mormon <laughs> <laughs> as a Lake Town Mormon? I identify <laughs> as a foul, dirty, disgusting, eutrophic Lake Mormon. Oh, we love Utah Lake. Yeah, oh, no, I we love do. Utah Lake. We, well, we, we feel I love sad for Utah Lake. I feel Lake. sad for Utah Lake and I love it for what it is, which is a shallow, yeah. gigantic lake. Anyways, and we don't, we can talk about Utah Lake another time. We can recompense. So, uh, would you identify yourself as a Lake Powell or a Bear Lake Mormon? Or do you feel like you straddle it? Or is there another body of water that you identify with more? Well, I think it's hard for me to say that I identify as one or the other. Mm. I feel like I definitely lean towards Bear Lake because I love Bear Lake. I love Lake Powell too. The many times that I've been have been really good experiences mm -hmm. and it's so beautiful. And it, I feel like it encapsulates a lot of that Southern Utah beauty, um, that I love so much, but like deep down, it also really pains me in thinking of, um, there's a tragic sense to like, yeah, there is with Glen Canyon dam yeah. and a lot of the, the indigenous populations that live there, um, in page Arizona, um, and like a pretty poverty stricken area around the, um, the, uh, what's it called? Reservation. Yeah. That, that stretches from there through parts area. of Arizona. Yeah. yeah. So I think in some ways, like Lake Powell is such a fun place, but at the same time, a lot of it feels very, um, like kind of neglectful on our part of, of recognizing yeah. how, how, what it is yeah. actually. So let's do this. Let's, um, let's talk about, uh, two things. Let's talk about the lake itself and then the kinds of people who go there. Yeah. Right. Because, okay. uh, I mean, just kind of for fun. So, yeah. um, so we'll start with Lake Powell because we've already kind of jumped in there. So for, for the audience, kind of some brief history of Lake Powell is that in the 19, you know, 40s 60s. and 50s. 40s, 50s, 60s, well, 40s, 50s. Um, yeah. the United States was going crazy with damming all of our rivers with right. the, the Citizens uh, Conservation Corps. Um, and it was this whole idea of, you know, we there shouldn't be any wild rivers in the United States and we need to extract as much energy as we can from all these these rivers. Um, and uh, there was a, a um, in the fifties, I think there was a, uh, a, a proposal on the table to dam, uh, something, dam the Colorado river somewhere around Vernal, um, that would right. flood the dinosaur national monument area. Um, and at the time, uh, I think his name was David Brower. He right, was, the Sierra yeah, Club. he was the president of the Sierra club and he, with the whole mind of the Sierra club fought this dam proposal and they fought it and ended up winning. Um, and, uh, the, the, the CCC, the citizens conservation corp was like, fine, we won't build it here. We'll build it here. And he, you know, it ended up being in Glen Canyon. Right. Um, and the real tragedy of it was, is that Glen Canyon was such an unexplored area of Utah 
mm-hmm. that no one really understood what was being lost there. And right. so at the t- after after that decision had been made, David Brower went on a, a river trip through Grand, uh, Glen Canyon, and at the end of it, he he had this like coming to Jesus moment where he was like, "What have I done?" Right. And it was ever, you know, after that, that was a turning point in the Sierra Club history where it was, anyways, I won't get too into the details, but um, the flooding of Glen Canyon um, and the creation of Lake Powell is probably one of the greatest ecological disasters the United States has ever been a part of. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we know it's beautiful and we've talked about how much fun it is to be there, but we can't talk about that without also acknowledging the trav- the tragedy of flooding this Canyon system that was like, you know, Edward Abbey, Edward Abbey in desert solitaire talks about, imagine the Taj Mahal and then flooding it. Right. Like I, I like to tell friends wildlife and these natural bridges, arches. I mean, a lot like the monuments that we have in other parts of and cliff dwellings, ancestral sites, right? Like they're, they're like anthropologists, anthropologists hadn't even been able to get in there to document anything. right? Right. And we hardly have any photographic evidence of the inside of Glen Canyon because we, we didn't know. we just didn't have the time yeah. to go in there and actually like to do some of that 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 uh document documenting right um and so that's the history of Lake Powell um or at least that's the history of the creation of Lake Powell um but then it filled up and uh, it's been on a downward you know losing water slope ever since <laughs> right right this year especially it's really low yeah this year especially but on the bright side of things so Lake Powell is I'd say it's a bittersweet lake right um that would like growing up like that's where a lot of people fall in love with Southern Utah Absolutely, is they fall in love with Southern Utah at Lake Powell. Mm-hmm. Cause there's just nothing like those emerald green waters juxtaposed against those like burnt orange red cliffs underneath the 110 degree sunshine. Yeah. And those like, there's just nothing like that. And right. the water like, feels like a bathtub in like mm-hmm. July and August. And it just feels so just good. Yeah. Um, and s- you know, some of these like side canyons are, would be inaccessible to so many people right. if they couldn't boat into them. Yeah. Right. Cause so people wouldn't be able to experience slot canyons. Like you can access through Lake Powell because they would be, you know, you'd have to hike through the desert repenting for 10 miles, right? Right, for 100 miles. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so the the accessibility that Lake Powell gives to the Southern Utah landscape uh, is almost unparalleled. Um, and also to feel as though, so Lake Powell has more shoreline than all of the West Coast of the United States um, because it's so sinuous and it's so snake-like. Yeah. Um, and so when you're out there, you can genuinely feel like you are in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like you are away from civilization and that feeling is really powerful and it's very like, it's, it's unlike anything. It's just fantastic. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. I think every experience I've had at Lake Powell has been extremely positive. Um, and I would agree that like it, it does feel like pure solitude when you're out there and you're, you know, away from the marinas um, away from other people. And you can, I mean, I've been where for three days we don't see another group of people. Yeah. So it, it truly is this kind of unique, I mean, yes, you go to Lake Powell, but a lot of the times that trip is extremely unique to you because wherever you go, 
it's completely your own kind of, I yeah. mean, you, well, can, you can be without other people. So a funny story. So I was paddleboarding, right? So I would camp on camp in the campgrounds and then paddle, paddle, uh, paddleboard out during the day. And so I'd spend like 12 hours on the water, yeah. right? Because it's so hot that you don't want to not be on the water. Right. Um, you have to create your own shade. Exactly. So it was funny that I, my phone I thought was waterproof and apparently it's not. So I was taking pictures underwater with my phone and really it was kind of dumb. So my phone ended up breaking when I was there. <laughs> um, and uh, so I was like, I was worried because all of a sudden I didn't know what time it was, which is a really weird feeling when we're, when we're so used to the modern world where our lives revolve around this yeah. clock. Right. And uh, I remember paddling through this Canyon um, and there was a houseboat and I paddled up to the houseboat and I was like, Hey, do you guys know what time it is? And this old man, he, he walked out of this houseboat and he's like, don't you know, there is no time at Lake Powell. Oh. And I was like, you're right. I'm sorry. Don't tell me what time it is. And I will just go about my day. And so for that, and that happened on the first day. And so for the rest of the three days, I was just like, there is no time at Lake Powell. It is, it is what it is. And I will eat when I want to eat and I will go to bed when I feel like going to bed and I'll wake up when I wake up. Right. Yeah. According to the soft animal of my body. Right. Um, and there's just something kind of enchanting about that idea that there is no time at Lake Powell. I feel like I've had some truly peaceful moments at Lake Powell. I think I just, uh, I don't know. I, I've never been able to like claim a body of water completely as, you know, my, yeah. my own. But that being said, I feel like as much as I don't really love water <laughs> and I what? mean, I drink like a ton of water, so I don't mean it like that, but like water, I, water really scares things. me. Yeah. Like a body of water is one of the most terrifying things. Really? Yeah. Like I can go to the beach for a full week and like put my toes barely in and oh my be gosh, completely that's a satisfied. Oh my gosh. But <laughs> it's cause uh, like water, <laughs> I'm afraid of water. I hate boats. Well, I think it, respecting water is definitely a thing that needs to happen, right? <laughs> because water is very powerful. Right. Um, yeah, because there are a lot of people who don't respect water, and that's where when people can get hurt and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. I also felt like, and this sounds bad, but um, I don't know if I should say this. We'll just say it, and we can cut it off. Okay. Well, like Lake Powell, the, the kinds of people that I knew that were going to Lake Powell didn't have the same interests in, like, earth and climate mm-hmm. um, that I did. Like— it felt very much like this is our playground. Like everything here is dead and damned anyway. Mm-hmm. So, and by damned, I mean like the, the literal dam. Yeah. Of the Glen King. D-A-M. Dam. Yeah. yeah. But and in a, in and a more in a, expansive yeah. D-A-M-N, you know, more cosmic sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, but yeah, so it felt like this is like recreational playground type attitude and didn't really feel like, they respected that kind of land um, while they were there. Like this is a, a large lake in a warm place where I can go and, and spend as much time on my big boat as I want, my house you know, boat, my yacht. Yeah. Or, or like my speed boat that I've spent. I don't know what kind of boat it is, honestly, but like fast, big boats yeah. that they water ski behind, you know, but it's like, at no point are they like truly appreciating what's surrounding them. 
Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not here to like call anyone to <laughs> repentance or like even enact judgment like that. That is very judgmental of me to assume that. But to me, like that was never about that. Yeah. And that makes me a little sad sometimes to think about. Yeah. I think, um, so one of the advantages of Bear Lake or of, of, of Lake Powell over Bear Lake, I think is that there are, there's a huge variety of uses. Um, I mean, not that like, not that Bear Lake doesn't have that, you know, the same kind of like watercraft to get on it. Right. Oh yeah. But with Lake Powell, because Lake Powell is so like large, whether yeah. it's a houseboat or a yacht or like, I mean, granted, I have not been on a houseboat. I have not been on a yacht, any of those oh. like speed boats or anything. I've just kind of been on putt putters and like jet skis mm-hmm. and paddle boards. Yeah. And I will say, if you want to experience Lake Powell as a, as a natural place, yeah, do it by paddleboard. Oh yeah. It is transformative because like everything with a motor is so freaking loud. And in those canyons, it just echoes, 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 echoes forever. And um, then the wakes just keep, go, keep on going. Nothing yeah. dissipates those wakes. But when you go in there and on paddleboard, it's super quiet. You get in there on your own power and you can only go so fast on a paddleboard. Yeah. You literally are chained to a certain speed. Yeah. And like you want to feel small in a good way, paddleboard like pal. Yeah. You will feel small in a good way. Yeah, I think that's true. I think I just feel like maybe there's a sense of disconnect when you have like a highly motorized vehicle that you're still like using to traverse the water. I mean, in in fairness, I would say most people don't know the history of Lake Powell. Probably not. Like anytime I've told people about the history of Lake Powell, it's news to them. Yeah. Well, and it's just like our lack of knowledge from the beginning to the end. Like yeah. we, we still don't know, you know, the full, yeah. the full ecosystem there. But I, um, I can name a few other bodies of water that have, um, been extremely, um, beneficial formative. as far. Yeah. Like formative, but also just, uh, you know, a place of solitude and a place of, of, um, pure magic for me before we get there what's your your sense of a of a lake powell mormon like what kind of mormon are they right are they jack mormons are they like you know in the pews every sunday kind of Mormons? <laughs> honestly i don't know i feel like i know a variety i feel like i on it i like i i don't know if you're pushing me towards something but um, i can't i feel like i can't categorize them because i know so many people that go there and they're all across the spectrum fine of- fine resist my resist my my temptation to paint with really broad brushes and to box people into well, what ca- do you think false they categories. are i think like Powell mormons are the fun mormons you know, we're the, uh, we're the don't sweat the small stuff kind of, yeah. we're the, uh, the, uh, we'll, we'll be to church on Sunday, but we're also going to be the most fun of the activities. Oh yeah. That's probably true. But only because <laughs> like, if you're going to like Powell, you're, you have to be prepared for anything that comes your way. Those like storms that yeah. happen there and things like that. No, that's true. It probably selects for a, yeah. a certain kind of personality I type. think it does. Yeah. I didn't think about sure. that. Cause yeah, it can get really windy. At Lake Powell and those oh, yeah. storms, and storms are can come out of nowhere crazy, and, th- and they are like extreme storms for yeah. like, I mean, they're concentrated for short amounts of time, but they're yeah. really, really, um, kind of intense. Yeah. Okay. So bodies of water that are formative for you. And then we'll jump into Bear Lake at the end. Okay. Perfect.
I wish we were actually jumping into Bear Lake because I'm so hot right now. I know, I'm roasting up here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Number one for me is Lake Tahoe, probably. Like Lake Tahoe, I have never experienced anything close to how much I love it and how formative it's been for me in my relationship with the church, but also with the earth and how those two have fused together. Really? Yeah. And I don't know why necessarily, but it's like one of the places where I can truly pinpoint and say, this is like where I experienced the creation of God. Mm-hmm. And and by that, I mean, I didn't witness the creation of God, but I'm saying, I mean, well, creation's ongoing. So every day is still dead. the first day of creation. Exactly. But I'm saying like every single time I've been there, um, I just have this like overwhelming sense that the beauty of this earth is distinctly created by God and was yeah. fashioned by God and is beautiful and is good. Like, I'm like, did he, he was at Lake Tahoe when he said this, and this it's is good. very good. You know, <laughs> yeah, this is very good. I'm like, it is very good. I just like, have never had any kind of feeling quite, quite that intense or strong yeah. than it, I did at Lake Tahoe. And it's yeah. so stunningly blue and the, the trees are so green and the area is so, so beautiful just on its own, you know? Yeah. <sighs> Number two. Number two. Probably Montana. Montana. There's so many that's lakes. A state. I know. <laughs> no, that's kidding. not a body of water. <laughs> but I but it the the state in general has so many different lakes and I've been to a few of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's Is it kind of like how there's a lot of lakes in the Uintas where it just seems like there's just like water that. everywhere? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like you drive through the state and you're like, there's a lake and there's a lake. And basically you're just dodging lakes at that point. Mm. But um, I went to a place called Ashley Lake in Montana um, and very few people. It's not super accessible. Um, dirt roads pretty much all the way there once you leave Kalispell. So just feels really pristine, mm-hmm. but, but like complete solitude. And granted there are people on boats, but it's fewer than, than most lakes I've been on. Um, and it just felt really like healing. I felt very contemplative there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like that was just by invitation of, the landscape, not necessarily because I was like accessing some higher power of my own. Right. But yeah, just really, really wonderful places. Um, There's a box elder bug in the room right now. Beautiful. See, meanwhile, the world goes on. The box elder bug flits around the light. Well, enough about lakes that I care (laughs) about. Those are just a few. I really do. I, I don't know. You know, we're, I just like lakes in a, in a future season. We will focus on water, but it's just interesting. Um, how much water means to the, how impactful water is to not just in the, in the sense of like drinking it, but just in being around it, being in it Yeah, is just, it can be very restorative, very healing. Well, I, and I think as Utahns who live in the desert, I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like 
a special appreciation for the lakes that we have here because I know that so many of those contribute to our drinking water. Yeah. And so it feels very much like I recognize the inherent ties that we have to these bodies of water. Okay, Bear Lake. Okay, Bear Lake. Well, first, before we before we hit Bear Lake, I think something that is worth um, pointing out is that accessing Lake Powell, Bear Lake comes with some degree of privilege. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Absolutely. That like, and this is something that I will say about Bear Lake versus I think this is a disadvantage that Bear Lake has to Lake Powell. So like Lake Powell, you can camp and paddleboard out onto that, and that costs almost nothing, right? You can camp um, at Bear Lake. Well. I mean, I, yeah, but my, my sense of Bear Lake, cause like I've been to Bear Lake maybe two or three times yeah. right? and I've paddleboarded up there, but my sense of Bear Lake is that so much of the shoreline is privately owned. Yeah. Is that, is that, is that like accurate? That's probably true. Yeah. Unless you're on, well, and even that is privately owned by like, um, like churches, some, some on that yeah. far side of like the less kind of, I mean, it's not populated yeah. at all. There's really only one side that that really has like beaches that people are living on. And then the other side is like almost exclusively for camping. Right. But I don't know. I think that's probably true. But yeah. I mean, it's really different. Like Lake Powell isn't livable. No, it's through, not livable. I mean, you can't, I like, wish that I live I on wish the that red I could rock live. there. <laughs> yeah, I wish that it was livable, right? Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess that is part of the difference too, is that um, Lake Powell sits in the middle. It's a, it's the Glen Canyon Recreation Area. It's right. federal lands. It's public lands. You right. can't privately own the shoreline there. Right. And so there's no fencing it up. And so if there's not a plug for public lands right there, uh, the beauty of public lands is that it's lands we all own together right. um, and that you can't actually fence it, fence it up. Um, but yeah, so I, I guess that's, that's just my, my impression of Bear Lake. Yeah. Right. Granted, I'm a Lake Powell Mormon, so I haven't actually like been up there more than two or three times. Right. Yeah. But it's just my, my sense, my immediate like impression, the first taste of Bear Lake feels right. as though so much of the lake is privately held and that the best beaches, the best access points are privately state. owned. Oh, well, yeah. I think a lot of them like run into cabins, but there are state, uh, parks there where you can pay for entry. Like we yeah. always go to that. Cause we, we don't, when we go, we don't stay on the water. We don't, right. you know, we have a cabin that is in Lake town right. that we rent Yeah, that, um, is nowhere near the lake pretty yeah. much. So yeah, I get what you're saying, but I think one is the size of the lake. The lake is yeah. 50 miles long. Yeah. Or excuse me, 25 miles long. So give us, do you know, uh, any of the history of Bear Lake area? I wish I knew more of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know a lot about the history of Lake. Pa I mean, excuse me, Bear Lake. Cause it is a natural lake it is. versus Lake Powell is it's basically a reservoir. Right. But they did dredge part of it and of I think lake? they created sand. Yeah. On the Idaho side mm. at the very North end, there's like some, I don't know if it's like hydrology or what's going on there. Um, so here's my tie to Bear Lake mm -hmm. and I sense some animosity towards <laughs> Bear Lake and I don't appreciate it. From me? Oh yeah. no. But, so since I started going there almost every year with my family, 
I bike around the lake. It's kind yeah, of Yeah, my tradition. little sister and her, her husband have done that. Yeah, so we bike around the lake. Um, and so I feel like I've seen it from all angles. Mm-hmm. Um, and that far side really is like, I mean, I like the most fascinating to look, thing to look at while you're biking are all of the different skeletons of animals that, you know, are just really? on the side of the road. Yeah, Spooky. and I don't know if they've like died of being hit by cars or yeah. natural causes, whatever, but there are quite a few, um, yeah, just like remains of animals that so are really me- interesting. Memento mores on the side of the road. Yeah. So that's the one side, that's the East side of the lake. Yeah. And then as you come around to the top of the lake, there's kind of like some marshy area, mm-hmm. um, and some farms as you get closer to the, to the Northwest side of the lake. But yeah, some, some kind of marshy areas where there's a very large beach. Um, and that's where a lot of people go because there's, it's like basically, um, a slow entry of about like knee to hip deep for a, a, a pretty expansive, um, space. So it's fun. You can go there with kids and it's a little bit less, um, like rocky. It's more of like a sandy beach. And I think that's where they brought in sand. If I'm, I don't, I think that's what I'm sensing, but there's also like some, I don't know, kind of like industrial, and it's not anything like a refinery, if I'm remembering correctly, but there's definitely something. And then as you get on the west side of the lake, that's where all the cabins and homes and, and kind of cities are. So I think you're right. I think it's it feels a little more accessible, first of all. Second of all, it feels a little bit more um, maybe commodified. But I do think yeah, it, like, it's hard to commodify Lake Powell. Right. It's really hard because like even the gas stations down there, like there's no, the closest town to Lake Powell Page. is either Page. Well, I guess it depends on which side, but yeah, it's either Page or it's Hanksville. Yeah. Hanksville. Right. And Hanksville oh, is right. like, I mean, I love it's Hanksville and I love there. the hole in the wall gas station. Right. But it's yeah. like, it's a tiny town. Yeah. But I think there's, I think something else that's interesting is like everyone that I know that goes to Bear Lake Mm -hmm. that has a cabin in Bear Lake. These are like generational homes. I don't know anyone. And that's not to say that this doesn't exist. And I think it is being developed more now, Mm -hmm. but I don't know anyone that has a house on the water. That's not a generational cabin. Right. Or, and to be frank, I don't know anyone that has a cabin there. That's not a generational cabin. Right. So to me, it's more of like these this area was of course settled because yeah. a, it's a little, it's a lot more accessible than a lot it's than a lot more like accessible. Powell. <laughs> it's not protected necessarily. Yeah. Uh, I mean, beyond the it water protected being protected. To some degree. Yeah. And then, you know, it's just a place where I feel like families, families mm-hmm. go. Yeah. And I love it. It yeah. is. It's just a beautiful wonderful. It is lake. like when you were talking about Lake the raspberries Tahoe, are delicious. well, no, I was going to say the, the raspberry shakes. Cause like, if I know anything, when I go to bear Lake, it's to get a raspberry shake oh, yeah. on that main drag. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was going to say when you were mentioning Lake Tahoe, bear Lake has a little bit, at least the water mm-hmm. has a little bit of Tahoe-ness to it because it's like yeah. kind of clear. Yeah. The water's pretty clear. Um, and cause I remember two last summer I went paddleboarding there. Um, and I just remember like being able to see the seagrass 
or the lake grass or whatever it is all the way down to the bottom, you know, 15, 20 feet and being able to see the bottom and being like, wow, that is just really like, it's really cool to see that and to see the fish. Um, and just being in and in and among the reeds on the shoreline is just really, really fun. Um, and the water, the water temperature was not, wasn't super duper cold. Like it was chilly, but it wasn't like, like I want to die cold. Yeah. Right? No. And everyone <laughs> always complained about it being so cold and I didn't, I didn't feel like it was Well, no, when cold. it's 115 degrees out, like yeah. I please let me get in that water. Yeah. Please. Oh, I thought you were talking about Bear Lake. Everyone always talked about how Bear Lake was so cold. I mean, I guess it doesn't get to really 150. I mean, it might get up to 115 degrees, but in Lake Powell, it certainly does. But also, but, Bear Lake is extremely blue. Yes, it is. Are you looking at pictures of it right now? Yeah, I am. That's good. I thought I'd look it up. Yeah. Apparently, um, Bear Lake has a very intense and um, uh, exciting history. I won't get really? too much into it, but a yeah, apparently it was a site for fur trappers um, <laughs> and, and trading between indige indigenous peoples there, um, you know, for for a long time. Um, so that's quite interesting. Uh, There's a monster Oregon in the lake. And Oregon and California trails. I don't know the history of the Bear Lake monster, but I do know that there is one. I feel like the history, here's all I know, is that Brigham Young saw it. An interesting idea. Yeah. I mean, Brigham Young <laughs> also like thought there were Quakers living on the moon too. So, <laughs> but who knows? Maybe there's a monster in Bear Lake. It's possible. It's possible. It was, um, a scenic byway of the 111 mile Oregon trail. Cool. Um, let's see what else. Okay. So apparently Wilford Woodruff um, located southeast of the lake in Randolph, Utah, the Wilford Woodruff home. There's another way to see a piece of the Mormon past. Hmm. Interesting. He bought a, a 20 acre farm there apparently. Interesting. So he lived near there. I will say the drive to Bear Lake is beautiful. 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 So beautiful. Well, I don't know what canyon is that you go through, um, to get up there, but like, like, such a beautiful part of Utah that I feel like personally, I rarely go through because I spend so much time in Southern Utah that Northern Utah to me is like this mystery. Mm. Yeah, that's very true. Okay. And apparently Butch Cassidy robbed the bank of Montpelier. Yeah. My boy, Butch Cassidy. I'm related to him. You are? Mm -hmm. It doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's a wonderful place. Yeah. But apparently you don't. No. Well, okay. So if we're, <laughs> if we're talking, if you're comparing the two, if we're comparing the two, I'm obviously a Lake Powell Mormon because Lake Powell Mormons just have more fun. Right. Um, although I'm a, like, I've been to Bear Lake. It is a lot of fun. It, I think any body of water is fun during the summertime. And like, you can't get raspberry shakes at Lake Powell. No. I wish that there was a Dairy Queen at the end of some of these canyons. <laughs> like I really do. There was just some like drive through window with like ice cold, like Otter Pops or Slurpees or Dairy yeah, Queen Blizzards like at the end of Lake Powell. Oh my gosh. Like Wouldn't please kill me nice. now. Um, but uh, no. So I mean in the, in the, in the great Grand cosmics scene. sense of things, like it's so funny that Utah has Lake Powell and Bear Lake, which are two like on the ends of a spectrum 
of ex- like water, experiences. watering experiences, right? Because yeah. Bear Lake is mountainous, it's green, the water's clear and it's cool versus Lake Powell is this, this thing in the middle of the desert that yeah. shouldn't be there. And it's like, it defies, it defies explanation almost. I mean, I, I, we, 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 we explained it, yeah. but it's very alien. It is. It's very alien. Yeah. And recently, I feel like it, like pop culture has taken a lot of um, recent fascination with it, I, yeah. I think, too. With that, uh, I think it's called Amangiri, that like five star random resort that's down there now. What? Yeah, you should look it up. It's like celebrity after celebrity keeps going to this. And uh. I, I feel like it's like the place to be discovered right now. Get out of my lake, celebrities. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, get there while you can. Get well, well, get there while you can. Before it's inundated by all the, the people. We'll get there before the lake literally drains itself. That too. Because we might be in the final days of Lake Powell. That's true. Uh, final, final years of Lake Powell. We don't even need to release the dam. Yeah. So yeah. Before the summertime is up, get get your get get yourself to Lake Powell or Bear Lake. Go get a go get a raspberry shake or go to Hanksville and and have a great time. Mm-hmm.